so many of us struggle with mental health issues, and it's important that we take time to prioritize ourselves. That's especially true in dating. Sometimes we just need a break, a full, I don't need any more notifications to pop up on my phone break. I've been there, and I leaned on Bumble's snooze mode to help me take that time to prioritize me. Snooze mode allowed me to pause all of my Bumble activity without losing any of my existing connections or chats. I could choose to hide my profile from potential matches for either 24 hours, 72 hours, a week, or indefinitely. I was even able to set an away status so my existing matches knew I'd be back to pick up where we left off. So I took a week off and came back in a much better headspace for me and my matches. If you're looking for a better way to date, download Bumble and don't forget to lean on snooze mode when you need it. On another Plus Ultra episode of the Animation Deliberation Podcast, it is finally Anime October. We're covering My Hero, but we got plenty to talk about. All that and more right after the side we have no control over. Can't get your day started or keep it going without coffee? Well, buzz through Smoothie King and discover how we do coffee better than the rest. Delicious coffee smoothies made with your choice of new robust espresso or mellow cold brew. Plus the added boost of real nutrition and no artificial flavors. Any time of day makes Smoothie King your king of coffee. And enjoy any 20-ounce coffee smoothie for just $5 before 11 a.m. Valid at participating locations. See website for terms and conditions. Sing along if you know the words. One, two, three, it's time for animation, deliberation, a conversation and a celebration of our favorite action animated series. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome back to another episode of Animation Deliberation, the podcast where we take action, animation and cartoon seriously, but not too seriously. We are your Z fighters. We are your team seven. We are your class one A. Whatever you want to call us. We are your hosts. I am Zuhar Ali. I'm Jay Scotty St. Quirk. (laughs) (laughs) And I am Andrew Rogers. You know, as we know, a lot of anime openers have like a nice like punk rock metal tone to it. I feel like Scoots is in the zone and that kind of like rubbed off in the opener. I love the twist that you added to it today, sir. Well, thank you. I appreciate that you (laughs) you noticed that. I had to bring the energy. I I got the jitters going today. Andrew, how are you feeling? Oh, I'm feeling great. It's anime time. I mean, you talk about the openers and like, I want to have time where we have enough of, you know, a gap in our schedule that we could just talk about the best anime openers because there's so many good ones. And I'm just, oh, I'm so excited for everything upcoming because there's also music to talk about in some of these shows. So I'm, I'm ready. So we do have a lot of anime to cover in October alone, but quick news for stuff that's coming out next year. Uh, Jujutsu Kaisen is teasing the hell out of us. They have confirmed that season two is going to be two arcs and a trailer is coming soon, but it is confirmed for early 2023. Uh, Same goes for Attack on Titan. That part is confirmed for early 2023. Still don't have dates yet, but social media is at least active in keeping us in the loop on these things. Oh, and Jujutsu Kaisen Zero is finally available on Crunchyroll, which is super frustrating because I would rather just buy the movie, but they're greedy and they have every right to be (laughs) because that movie is fantastic and it's making oodles of money. I'm just saying, buy the Crunchyroll subscription. It's that easy. It's all there. It's a library of just anime everywhere. But it's just one more thing. I'd rather just buy a movie for 20 bucks and be done with it. You got to get that recurring monthly revenue. 
That's how you get more anime. Guess. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So for all the anime that is coming out in October, there is a new segment that we are going to be testing the waters with. Because literally every day of the week in October, there is a new show coming out or a continuation of a show starting. We can't cover all of them. We can't even watch all of them. But there are a select few that we are interested in. So, our expression of these anime is based on you, the listeners. What we offer is that every week we're going to be doing an episode of My Hero Academia to cover. And because we love it, why wouldn't we isolate that? What we're going to do is we're going to start off each episode talk, giving one minute each to talk about one of the shows that come out during the week before we do our My Hero coverage. So currently on this list, we have Spy Family, The New Gundam Wing, Blue Lock, Chainsaw Man, and Mob Psycho. So if there's recommendations that you guys have for things that we should be watching, or you want to hear more of it, like maybe arc breakdown or a season breakdown, we are trusting you to email us, Hit us up on the socials. There's plenty of ways to contact us. But we want to talk to you. We want to know what animes you're excited about. And we want to make sure that we're giving you the best coverage possible on all of them. Anything you'd guys like to add to that? Yeah, I'm just going to add in the thing of like, those are just the animes we've talked about covering. I already have two or three more on my list that I will be watching in October. But like, oh, good Lord. I don't think we're actually going to cover like one of them is Akiba Maid War. I don't think that's actually going to be something that we want to cover, but it's supposed to be a made comedy action thing. So I'm like, OK, I'm going to have to give this a shot and see what happens. Uh, I've talked about Haikyuu, the volleyball anime. They're coming back for another season mm. in October. So there will be other things that we're watching. So, again, like don't hesitate to reach out if you do want to hear more about something, even if we don't talk about it at the beginning of the episode, because in my one minute spiel, I'm not going to have enough time to talk about five shows at once. <laughs> <laughs> totally fair. I have two quick things. First, I want to provide a quick caveat. Um, this whole watching anime weekly is kind of a new novel concept to me. That's kind of born out of this podcast. Uh, I do yeah. enjoy anime, but I have uh, definitely deferred to the recommendations of my co-host. I think, you know, back when Toonami was a big thing, when I was like in the fourth and fifth grade, I watched, you know, anime weekly back then when it was like Sailor mm -hmm. Moon, the Dragon Ball Z saga, um, oddly enough, Hamtaro. And then I had a, a brief period where I watched, yeah, Hamtaro. Um, I watched Space Dandy when it was coming out weekly on Adult Swim just because I enjoyed that one so much. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm looking forward to this experience. And uh, hopefully as, as we cover this, my Hero Academia and and other animes on this podcast. That'll become more of a weekly ritual for me. The other quick thing is uh, it didn't come up at all because it doesn't release weekly. They dropped all the episodes all at once. But September 13th saw the release of Cyberpunk Edge Runners on Netflix. And I'm about wow. halfway through that and really enjoying it. So just a quick call to action. If there's anybody that's listening that has been enjoying that show and wants to send me feedback specifically or drop some uh, to the show, I'd be happy to give my my quick thoughts on that. And maybe we could start a dialogue there. Yeah, I heard someone say Cyberpunk came out and I was like, yeah, the video game came out a while ago. And then they were like, no, something this month. So I, I'm glad to finally find out what that actually was. How long is that uh, on Netflix? 
it's 10 episodes and I believe okay. from what I've gathered, it's a standalone story. So I don't know if there, I'm, I'm like I said, I'm only halfway through. I don't know if there will be a second, se- second season or any kind of continuation, but uh, I'm definitely enjoying what I've seen thus far. Not having played the video game either, mind you. I remember you expressing your excitement for that earlier this year and then it totally slipped my radar. Yeah. Yeah. We'll have to add that to the segment list next week. Woohoo. <laughs> Yeah, anime definitely is built for weekly coverage with how much they do their recaps and cliffhangers and all that stuff. That's kind of what makes it a little difficult to binge because of the the acclaimed 27 minutes, only 14 of it is like watchable content. If that, I think I'm being generous with that number. And I say that because I've been doing my My Hero rewatch. It's like, I know, I literally just watched the episode 10 seconds ago. Like, skip all this nonsense. Like, we have actual stuff to get to. And part of that can be frustrating, which is why for anime specifically, because like you said, from the Toonami days or the the WB Kids day of waking up a Saturday morning to watch Pokemon, Yu-Gi-Oh!, um, Jackie Chan, things of that sort. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, it was definitely worth it and making sure that you caught it because that's all you got of it that week. There was no option to get it back. Yeah, no streaming services, no DVRs. We're talking about a bygone era here, folks. <laughs> and begging for <laughs> blockbuster trips. That too, that too. Oh, gosh, <laughs> yes. So you mentioned Cyberpunk already. So before we move on to my hero talk is there anything else that you guys are watching that you'd like to share i will jump in i've mentioned parallel world pharmacy uh that anime just finished it was this past week so all 12 episodes are out now if you are a binge person it was super fun super wholesome a tiny bit of action and i just it it wasn't anything groundbreaking in anime but was so much fun and then i have decided to take the plunge into black clover uh i know that is a pretty big one for a friend of ours bvk uh, i heard he was a fan so it's like okay i'll i'll trust him and uh go for this one it's been a ton of fun and is inching toward the mount rushmore very quickly so oh wow if that does come back i think it's rumored possibly like 2024 in japan possibly later in the u.s will be when it comes maybe way off we'll start talking about it then but i have hammered through like 50 episodes in two weeks it's just been non-stop after work nice and then i go to the movies all the time so i'm seeing more and more and more movies uh, but nothing has been good to talk about got my tickets for black adam today oh those yeah came i saw out? that those were available yeah <laughs> Food episode so quick yeah. you, you guys can keep talking i'm just gonna go to the amc <laughs> app here quick and get the dolby tickets yeah uh, I, I don't want to veer away from anime too much, but I guess it is worth mentioning that, uh, of course, I'm watching She-Hulk Weekly, um, as well as the start of Andor, uh, loving both series so far. And then um, I did mention I've, I've been doing my rewatch of Samurai Jack, which is just always mm-hmm. a delight. And then uh, I think I mentioned it a few weeks back, but uh, I have been watching Tokyo Revengers on HBO Max as well. And uh, I hear that one's supposed to get a second season sooner rather than later, and I uh, definitely recommend that one as well. Remind me what that one is, like the premise of it. Uh, so it's about a like 26-year-old kind of disaffected guy that's not really happy with the way his life turned out. So he has a near-death experience that actually sends him back to the past when he's in middle school. Hmm. So he's like basically trying to... I know you're, you're kind of done with time travel, but it's, it's still... 
kind of cool. Uh, he like goes back to the past to try and you know affect his future, and it's very much about like the biker gangs of the mid two thousands in Japan, which I guess was a thing, or it's very heightened in this particular scenario. It's cool. Very Time very well done across the board. Anarchy. Ish, ish. <laughs> nice uh for me same andor she hulk man was andor such a slow start that was rough watching three episodes together um oh i broke it up but yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) i tried but i had to i couldn't stay awake Mm. uh so those those disney shows are doing great house of dragons has been super fun and of course football I finally finished Fire Force. I finally finished mm. Rising of the Shield Hero. Fire Force has some interesting stuff going on. That cliffhanger actually had me screaming. Because <laughs> it dropped a nugget that potentially ties it to a show that ended like 10 years ago. Like a totally unrelated Ooh. show. Whoa. Because it's the same creator. And I was like, I went through so many rabbit holes of trying to find out like how all this could stuff tie together. And if it was just a tease or if it's something that's happening or what the hell is going on. But yeah, I pulled an I, M night Shyamalan, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they really did. <laughs> it was wild. <laughs> uh, I think that's it for the stuff I'm watching. Um, cool. Yeah. Black Clover and Hunter Hunter are coming up on my list since, I'm done with those binges now, but we have so much stuff to talk about on a weekly basis. Yeah. And before we jump into my hero, there was one of the shows on the weekly basis. I talked about music and I just have to kind of give that news note to everyone. If you guys didn't hear, uh, expect I'm going to say every single week, at least one of my minutes is going to be dedicated just to the closing song of chainsaw man. If you guys didn't see the news, uh, Chainsaw Man is releasing all 12 episodes with 12 different closing songs from 12 different artists. So, cool. I mean, one of my favorite things about anime is how amazing all of these artists make their song because they usually only get like 12 episodes. That's it. They know they have to rock it for those 12 episodes. The pressure's on if they only have one episode to be better than everyone around them. So I'm expecting every one of these bands to just knock it out of the park. So if you guys didn't know that was happening, uh, definitely get excited for that with me. Even if you don't watch the show, I'm sure it's going to be good music to talk about. So good I'm music, good it. music. It is. All right. Now for the plus ultra talk. This rewatch, as every rewatch I've had of the show, has been phenomenal. It was nice <laughs> being able to watch uh, season four and five dubbed because i actually enjoyed the dub for this show there's a couple characters where it's like oh now that i have a comparison that's a little weird Hmm. but overall just so well done this show does not fail to bring tears to my eyes whether it's out of upliftment or out of sadness it is just so good it's so wholesome the level of character development for people that you never thought that you would care about everybody's involved and important in some way or another this show is truly incredible and while i feel season five was the slowest of them all it is building for just some bat crazy stuff that's going to be happening in the next one uh to be clear i don't think any of us read the manga so all the reactions that you'll be hearing from us over the next few weeks will be 
genuine not knowing that this happened unless somebody spoils it please do not spoil it for us <laughs> i pulled both of you and bbk into the show did i overhype it what do you guys think of it I, i'll start yeah not at all i was it's yeah we talk about this like mount rushmore of animes and it's it's totally got a place on that on that mountain for me it's it's such a great show um i remember when i first started watching it it was not this most recent summer but the summer before and i was consuming it so voraciously i kind of had to check (laughs) myself i was like "Uh uh-oh i'm not gonna have any new episodes if i continue at this pace but the show just it's so bingeable the way every episode ends on like just a cliffhanger and, and wanting you to to begging you to keep watching but um, yeah, the show is receives the highest marks all across the board. You mentioned the character development, but the fact, like, the sheer number of characters that you have, and I, I'll provide this caveat, there are so many characters that I have no doubt forgotten some of their names, but when you're in the thick of the show, like, being able to spout off every single character's name, even, like, the background characters and caring about them and having some idea about them is a real testament to this story and the the level of endearment that you experience. But uh, beyond that, I, I love the imagination and the concept of the show. It was kind of like mm-hmm. born of this like superhero craze that we're still kind of in right now that, you know, between the DC movies and the, the Marvel movies and obviously the Marvel Cinematic Universe movies, it was just such a perfect time for a show just like this. And the imagination when it comes to the powers, the costumes, it's like, there are so many heroes already and so many powers. How can you come up with anything new and, you know, indelible and iconic and the show never ceases to do that. So I, I, I love this show. I love the characters, a uh, special shout out to Sui. She's one of my favorites. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. It's just a phenomenal show and I'm really excited that we get the chance to discuss it in, um, in such, in such depth. Yeah. I mean, you couldn't have said it better yourself. We look at, like, Marvel had Eternals, DC had the Justice League movie of, like, the biggest complaint was, how am I supposed to understand and fall in love with five, six, seven, eight characters over the course of a movie? You have an entire class of, you know, 24 students, plus class B, plus Hmm. the main heroes, and you care about and know every single one of them by the end of the first season. You are so invested so quickly. Like Black Clover has been great, but it took me like an arc or two to really get into it. My hero, when Zuhair recommended it to me, I started the first like two or three episodes and I was in. I remember and slight spoilers if you haven't seen the first couple episodes, but I'm going to say when you spoiler have that, alert for the whole show. And yeah, for spoiler all alert for the whole show. <laughs> um, when uh, Midoriya and forgive me if I pronounce any of the names wrong I have done it all in sub so I'm going off of Japanese that I can barely understand so yeah uh, Midoriya when he found out he didn't have powers and he's like crying to his mother it's like the second episode and I was in tears it was just full blown I care about this kid so much I know he's going to find power somewhere but how but why it's just they hit you immediately and I was so in from that point onward there are few other shows if any that got me so quickly and have had me as emotionally invested like it you did not overhype it at all Zuhair to answer your question that you posed at the beginning of this it's just everything I could have wanted and more when it comes to superhero stuff like they completely outdo anything I've seen 
I always tell people that if they try to get it, well, when I'm trying to get them into the show, if they can't get past the first two episodes, I'm not going to push too much. Because those two episodes alone just have so much grit and emotion and drive. Like, to know that we have this number one superhero from around the world and find such a huge flaw in him right off the bat. That is one of the most incredible things is they give everybody superpowers, but everybody has a flaw that can be taken advantage of at some way, whether it be from their classmates, whether it be from the villains, whether it be from their enemies, whether it be from themselves. And that's such a genius thing and takes, like J. Scotty said, a huge level of imagination. And a big part of the emotion is something that both of you are very fond of is the music. Like, Mm. Everything mm-hmm. about it is just so frequently used. I didn't realize how much like war drums were used like during the class stuff. All of it is just it's so fascinating and so encapsulating. We were talking to Joy about that too. Like there's times where it's like I need upliftment and I just play the my hero music. Do 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 do. Like how does that not just give you energy to like be the best version of yourself, you know? Mhm. Yeah, and I mean, you talk about the flaws and the way they've developed these characters, and it, I think it goes more into their powers that they've somehow so perfectly designed every single one of these to be a stretch of the imagination that I could never see in a live-action show, but still be grounded in reality, makes sense, they've explained it enough that I never really have more questions about how it is happening or why it's happening. It just all goes so beautifully together And it doesn't ever feel like they're talking down to you being like, oh, we have to explain this because you're not going to understand otherwise. It's like, no, they are explaining it to really get things going and really get you even more involved in, okay, what is the next step of these powers? Like, it's just, it's awesome. (laughs) You're also talking about the number of characters and not being able to remember their names. That's one of the things I like, whenever Bakugo has this moment of just like yelling out the first thing comes to his mind, it's like, I get it. I would totally just call that new tape arms because I still don't remember his name. And I've been watching this for like two hours a day for the last few weeks. Yeah. Out of my way, Icy Hat. (laughs) What are you talking about, Baldy? I have hair. (laughs) Three times he calls him Baldy. He has to shout that he has hair every time. Oh, man, just... Yeah. I need to put together the names that Tony Stark has given the Avengers and Bakugo to his classmates and just okay. have a ranking of who has a better list. Because, <laughs> man, do both of them crack me up. Can yeah. we also just throw a Nosuke in the mix for all of his mispronunciations? Oh, yeah, just really, sure. oh, yeah. for sure. really tackle that one on there. <laughs> yeah, that's just that's yeah. just poor wording more than like true clever wording, I guess. <laughs> but sure, we love Inosuke enough. <laughs> But um, we've talked a lot about the students. I also need to say the teachers might be the best teachers in anime. And that's a high bar when you have Kakashi Sensei and mm-hmm. all of these others out there. Like the way that they actually care about the students and they logic their way through every problem that they have of starting the dorm unit. And OK, we need to get them their licenses earlier and we need to do anything we can to keep them in control of what is going on in their lives and not being taken over by villains there's just so much raw emotion like aizawa sensei might be my favorite of like all of the anime father figure teacher men because he just 
he cares in such a way. And there's so many of those scenes where he's watching from the wings and he's stopping others like, wait, they could take care of it themselves. I trust mm. my children. Like, it's so... Uh, I love him so much. and But they're all great. Like, he is the star, but even everyone down to microphone that I can't remember the full... Present Mike. Present Mike. Present Mike, thank you. Yeah, even Present Mike cares about them and shows that emotion. And he's meant to be the comedic announcer guy. Like, it's also even those side and background characters being that level of amazing. I'm actually plotting my uh, Aizawa Halloween costume. Hey, hey, nice. I have the long hair. He's my cosplay. I I said I, this I, one a while. Did you call dibs before now? I didn't for I, Halloween, I, I, but I, I said I, I was getting I, I, it ready for I, I, a convention I, 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 in the fall. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, we've talked about the teachers. We've talked about the students. We haven't really talked about the villains but that's, a, that's another thing, especially with season five. You mentioned like season five being a little bit on the slower side, which I totally agree. But that last segment there where they actually changed like the title sequence to say My Villain Academia mm -hmm. and to finally get like this solid backstory for Tomoro Shigaraki. And as much as, you know, Izuku Midoriya is like this altruistic, perfect candidate to inherit All Might's power and to do good with it. It's it's just so satisfying to have his polar opposite on the other side and to see this despicable character that you can actually, you know, really feel for and understand why he took the path that he did. And to see that he found a father figure in all for one. And uh, did I say that right? One for all, mm -hmm. all for one. Yep. Okay. I always, I always, I always think was... like he's the selfish one. So yes. it's all for one. He wants everything to himself and one for all is like right. giving to the people. Correct. Yes. Yes. Okay. But anyway, the fact that, yeah, he found a father figure in him and is, you know, trying to to live up to his ideals and, and find that acceptance there. It's just totally relatable and totally understandable, even though, you know, you still don't like him. It's, the fact that you could even root for him in that arc like just goes to speak to the character development again. Yeah, that whole stuff about where the hands came from. Mm. Oh my God. I was not okay for a while. <laughs> that whole story and just sitting there. And now that I'm doing my rewatch, like when he first invaded UA and mm -hmm. the first hand got knocked out of his face, he kept like, father, father. Oh, yeah. And I was like, Oh, now I really get what he meant by that. That's actually his dad's hand on the floor right now. Mm. Wow. And that was supposed to be like the comforting part that his family's still holding him. Like, oh, the writing on this is so good. But man, does it give me the heebie-jeebies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I want to ask a question. Like, what has been your favorite arc so far? Because there's been so many good ones. But uh, I think it's always kind of the one when I think about what I was really really kind of at the height of I, I and i've enjoyed the show all the way through but when it was kind of like i found myself binging the most episodes in the row in a row it was back in season two the like sports tournament arc. okay like that was that was really cool for me i really enjoyed that whole segment just learning more about you know uh todoroki and his relationship with his father and just mm -hmm. you know seeing characters that you you thought you would see win easily kind of get taken out or just the you know really heated battles that we that we saw there it was a lot of fun yeah because we got to see a lot of well this is the first time we got to see a lot of class b as well and true the the i haven't finished my rewatch of five yet but the arc that i'm on is when they face off again in season five and that mm. progression and but also the friendships that they've made out of that like we don't get to see it as often but it is mm -hmm. cool to see the progression of it like 
with uh, Kirishima and the steel guy. Tetsu, Tetsu, uh, Tetsu, Tetsu. <laughs> yes, thank you. I knew it was something four times, but I couldn't remember what it was. <laughs> like, they're bond, but they're, like, rivalry at the same time. Like, just understanding those relationships, like, over two, three seasons was really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, my favorite arc and my favorite moment are separate, but my favorite arc is when they're at the camp and they get invaded. Oh, okay, yeah, Because, yeah. like, it started off as you have, they, they, they're set up in pairs and they have to navigate through the dark. And, like, it's the other classmates' team to, like, scare them and throw them off and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. for actual villains to pop up in that environment. Like, it was one thing for it to happen the first time when villains came up and you're intrigued and everyone's learning the powers. But now they're, like, really thrown off guard. They're in an unsafe environment. They can't communicate with each other. You have an understanding of what the villains are capable of. Like, when Dobby just comes up and blasts the hell out of Aizawa. And mm-hmm. they don't have their suits and everything. So they're limited to how much they can use their powers. That had me like the most uncomfortable. I was like, this is wild. Mm. Yeah, I will say the arena arc came to mind pretty quick because that was one of my early favorites. But sure. I don't understand how this isn't like one of the most talked about scenes in anime is the rescue airy arc. That entire oh, sure. like the compound raid, but that final battle against like him evolving into the dragon creature final form and the animation alone in that final battle is insane. Like there are some times in the show when you have a trained eye for the animation, you could see that they're stretching their pencil miles and they're trying to, you know, draw some things out. That entire sure. scene is just flat out. They are animating for the mm-hmm. whole episode. Like it is one of the craziest things that, that I've seen, but yeah, that arc might be the one that comes to mind because when you find out that it's like an hour and a half worth of time that is like the entirety of the 10 episodes, it's just so amazing to see all of these heroes at full power going against full-powered villains. And I think that's what we're going to be getting more of in this season, so I'm just more excited to see what's happening. But that yeah. might have to be my favorite is the entire Rescue Airy stuff. That was better as a weekly for me. Because hmm. during my rewatch, I didn't realize how short it was and how quick everything happened. So for me to see Sun Eater be nearly killed and then have to wait a week to find out what happens to Gum and Kirishima and then live with that trauma for another week before finding out what happens to Lemillion, that was a lot more impactful than when I just like breezed through it. But the following arc with the festival, I was glad that I could just push through that. Because that was like, oh my god, why are we dragging this filler stuff right now? <laughs> so it's it's interesting like how much of it I feel like is more impactful on a weekly. And how much of it is more suited for binging. And that's hmm. why it's awesome to be able to have to watch it weekly. So you can have that comparison and have that option. Because that's something you can't get back of like having to sit there for a week. It's like with the Marvel stuff, right? Like mm-hmm. you have this movie and then it's like like the the end of Ragnarok, for example, the stinger. And then it's like you have to find you have to wait like six months to find out what happens with this. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Th- there's a certain there's a certain intensity to that you just can't get back. Yeah. Uh, I, I like that call out on that arc too, because it brings something else to mind. Like when I think about this show, like all Might kind of immediately comes to mind and he is like the quote unquote poster boy or the most like iconic image that you have for this show. And the fact that he's off the table at this point, the fact that 
um, All Might can't come to the rescue. And even our main villains up until this point, they kind of like take a, a back seat. You introduce a brand new villain in Overhaul. The fact that like the show still works as strongly as it does and like a lot of other times people would be like, oh, that was the season where it kind of got away from itself. And that is not the case at all. The show continues to be as strong as it ever was. And uh, the mention of Sun Eater, I, I, he's one of my favorite characters too. I just, for whatever reason, like the shyness, but capability, like I, I, I relate to that. And I love that guy. He's just so unsure of himself, but he always, you know, uh, does what needs to be done when the, when the time comes. And and uh, Mirio, Lemillion, uh, Togata, Togata, whatever. Togata. Togata. <laughs> uh, I love his his quirk as well. The fact that we talked about how like some quirks are actually like flaws and like how his flaw could be such or his uh, his quirks could be such a liability. Uh, but the fact that he just works so hard to become the best, even with a, a quirk that, you know, would have been somebody else's undoing. Like, yeah, just instantly likable. And normally I don't mm-hmm. like those super cheery kind of characters that kind of get to me a little bit, but he he works. He's he's so so just so true and so good. So funnily enough, when I was trying to think about how to open this episode, I was mm-hmm. trying to figure out which of us is compared to who won the big three. Oh, okay. Jeez. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and Scoots, I had you as Lamillion and me as Sun. Oh, here. nice. <laughs> okay, I'll take well, it. Hey. I'll be the pretty one, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 her curiosity that fit well with you, Andrew. Like when she mm. walks in and she's like trying to pick apart like each person in the class and like learn everything about them. Mm. But like Scoots, you have that personality that when you're talking about somebody, you're like the best version of yourself and you like you you keep all of your like dark to yourself. <laughs> and that's <laughs> I what so. I track with like you and Lamillion most of all. I'll take it. That's a, a great compliment. He's yeah, he's an excellent character. Yeah. I'll take it. I, yeah, I like the, the way that, sh- that shook awesome. out. What's that? I said the big three are awesome. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they definitely. are. Yeah. And I'm well, sunny because I mean... I'm a fat ass. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but there there really are, like, just no lack of great characters. So, I, like, I'm trying to think of, like, who my favorite character is, and I'm really at a loss because there's so many great ones. So, um, I guess there's just better ways to maybe drive the conversation. Like, I was trying to think of like, you know, possible scenarios. Like if you could pick anyone's quirk, which one would you want to have? Or like another idea that came to mind, if you were in, if you were attending, you know, the, the, the high school and were in this class, like, and you were assigned a group assignment, like which like three or four classmates would you want to be on your team? Like, mm. I think Midoriya is an easy one. Sure. I think Yaya Rosa is a, is, is a good choice as well. And She's Asui? Got... Okay. Asui is very perceptive. True. Yeah, there is just that interesting thing that you're bringing up of like, okay, build a team. And throughout the show, we see so many different combinations. Like, I love that they yeah. don't just keep, all right, we're going to do Bakugo and, mm-hmm. you know, all of his crew every single time. Like, no, they sure. mix it up all yeah. throughout the show. Um, Even during, like, when they have to deal with villains. Yeah. It, mm-hmm. All right. I mean, I can't remember any names because I did not prep well enough for this. Uh, so, so I'm taking Dark Shadow. Tomioka? Yeah, Tomioka. Tokiyami. 
or Tokyo. I, mean, I inverted the, inverted some of those letters, but <laughs> you knew what I meant. <laughs> yeah, Tokiyami, brilliant, capable, dependable. Uh, you know, like I like he said, Midoriya is just easy pick, obviously. Sure. And sure. then yeah, Momo, yeah, Momo. She's got to be the other like, just has it all together. And if I have to do anything, she can create anything. Like that's a, I love that they made her with an OP quirk. But at no point does she ever really feel super OP. Mm. Like she always has some hurdle to get over in doing what she is doing. Because her dampener is that like she has to eat to be able to produce. And then there's time limits on being able to produce the stuff. So she's like she can't make a whole house because that would literally take her days to do. And she would like run out of nutrients in her body. Like the fact that they explain the science to stuff like this is just yes. amazing. Yeah. And we talk about like the different pairings and like how these, you know, different students get to interact with each other, like talking about, yeah, Yorozo and her capability. Uh, but again, with the character development, she has this like uncertainty about herself. So I loved when she got paired with Todoroki to take down Aizawa mm-hmm. and he was able to give her the pep talk that she needed. And he told her the reason you're class president is because I voted for you. Remember how you had more than one vote yeah. when everybody was voting for themselves? Like I voted for you and. He's one of those characters that kind of comes across as um, OP sometimes, but even with his with his own hangups, he, he's you know not infallible. Mm-hmm. So I, I really enjoyed that moment. Yeah, Todoroki's growth. I think he has possibly the best best growth throughout the show, without a doubt. Hmm. Like it's just so understandably well written, and at no point does it really like flip a switch. Like so many shows, just are like, oh, he forgives his dad now. It's like, no, there is trauma here. We have to work through this over the course of a lot of time and a lot of effort. And we still don't know all of the details of his family situation, which is just more questions and more. Yeah. Yeah. That's one of the more recent things I just rewatched too, is where Todoroki's brother walks out after, I can't believe I forgot about this fight between Endeavor and the Nomu. Like, Oh, right. that, That blew me away. But when his brother like walks out on him and he was like, I don't forgive you for anything, but if you want to be a father now and you want to be the number one hero now, show me. I don't want your words anymore. And that level of dialogue and progression and seeing how like involved his sister is and like trying to get the family together and how like even his mom is like. Thinking that there's hope for Endeavor. Hmm. Seeing that whole family dynamic is. It's beautiful. It's very sad. Very sad, but so beautifully done. Yeah, but I also love that Endeavor's still having to work through it. That, again, it wasn't a immediate, okay, I'm going to change everything. Like, he had to build these bridges back up. It's just... Mm -hmm. It's the best bad family dynamic I think I've ever seen. Dude, Mm. when Todoroki says, like, oh, man, that scar looks like it hurt really bad. And then (laughs) it closes up on his scar. I'm like... Yeah. yeah, I know it's wrong, but I'm just thinking about the food in that family scene, and now I'm hungry. <laughs> the udon, uh, the udon, and I know he loves takoyaki, and I love takoyaki, and I just uh, now we got yeah. a hurricane rolling through right now, so now it's like raining and dark and chilly, and I've been wanting ramen since it started yesterday. Good lord! Mm. <laughs> yeah, sounds like good fall weather. Yes, mm, fall. I've been so ready for, it. and I can like enjoy coffee now 
I got a pumpkin pie <laughs> one from Wegmans the other day. Who it's good. Oh, uh, okay. Fall has truly has truly come if it's pumpkin spice season. This is Halloween. <laughs> this is Halloween. 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 <laughs> All good. All good. I'll allow it. Uh, one of the things about the show that kind of surprises me, given the like age group that we're working with, and you know, you look at other. I, for whatever reason, I want to make the comparison to like Harry Potter, just like seeing a group of like you know gifted kids like progress through their matriculation and um there's there's obviously been kind of this romance on uh uraku's part towards midoriya but it's never really had it's never made much ground because midoriya is just so kind of clueless and you know so innocent but i'm kind of surprised that there haven't really been any romances between any of the like classmates i I, it's not a criticism it's just i guess kind of a note of surprise given the age group that we're working with ship 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 (laughs) yeah no you have some little like teases that i definitely get excited for i'm like we might have a romance coming and like that's unusual it feels like usually it's forced on you and you're like okay Uh a romance whereas there has been and i'm just gonna start throwing names out because i'm so bad at this headphone jack and electric guy jiro and kaminari Thank oh you. yeah, yeah. There we Good go. Call. The way she bullies him is so cute. Yeah. I forgot about that. That's fair. Yeah, but yeah, like yeah. it's it's never forced. It's just like, hey, maybe want to show me how to play guitar sometime. That's really yeah. cool. And you like you eat into it, but they never do anything beyond that. It's just like no, okay. no. Get, and she's always just ground. like laughing hysterically whenever he goes to his dummy stage. Yes, <laughs> I'm right there with her though. It's so great. <laughs> like when but, they were trying to cheer the group up and Bakugo just like, I right, get over here. Charge, go stupid! <laughs> Jiro just loses it. Uh, I gotta say, I love I the girl Momo group, Momo and Todoroki is another one, too. What was it? Momo and Todoroki. Okay. Not sure if I picked up on that one as much. as, as much. I, I mentioned the moment they had together where he encouraged her, but uh, there might be something there. They're both from, like, a wealthy, high-class family. They're big True. cultural people. Like, they're very respectful and just kind of, like, the vibe that they have together is just... Okay, okay. Yeah, but, like, I was starting to say, I love the girl group. That they stick together, that they're all yeah. friends, that they gossip a little bit every time. It seems like Uraka is trying to make ground. They're like, wait, you like him? Oh, my gosh. And it <laughs> feels natural. Like, no! no. <laughs> <laughs> it's so I love great. so much. Yeah. Oh, um, Kirishima and uh, Ashido were the other ones because they like went to middle school together too. Okay. Oh yeah, that's the I yeah that's the like obvious one that definitely feels like it will go somewhere at some point. I forgot about that. Bonkers one for you. What you got? Asui and Mineta. (laughs) Oh no! Because she's always the one like trying to get him like out like. The way that Kendo is with uh, Monoma from Class B. Oh, right. Okay. He's always trying to calm down. I feel like that's awesome with Mineta. Mm. <laughs> I don't like it by any means. But yeah. if one was going to spark, I could see that being it. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. I don't see Mineta ending up with anybody just because of the way he is. <laughs> <laughs> God, the, the the unnecessary fan service. Like he's it's on the not... cover of that book of most unnecessary fan service in anime. <laughs> <laughs> this show's amazing. 
on yeah. all rounds. The comedy, the storytelling, the action. Just, it's so perfect. Except for unnecessary fan service. I don't even think it's that bad. Like, when you watch some other shows, like, it's pretty... Dude, Midnight gets pretty bad sometimes. <laughs> Midnight, oh, yeah. it's yeah. hard. Because, like, they write <laughs> the characters in such a way that it's like, they're okay with it, but it's not just straight up, like, there that the guy is like asking direct it, it, it's weird at times like it's fan servicey but it, it could be worse so i'm always like it's it's fine I, I guess the part that kind of like makes it not seem super distasteful is like she's almost like kind of wielding it and owning it rather than her being you know objectified by others it's like she's really yeah. embraced her her sexuality and almost wields it as a power yeah they had that interview too where it was like mount lady and uh midnight mm-hmm and they were just like, yeah, you know, I just, you know, some of us just dress more practical because we're confident <laughs> in our hero abilities. And she was like, well, because of my quirk, like I have to do this. Because the first right. time that like Momo suit came out too, they were like, why do you have to dress her like that? And they were just like, this is her power. This is exactly why she needs a suit like this. So the 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 weapons and whatever she makes has space to come out. I was like, interesting, fascinating. Yeah, because when you talk about it being unnecessary, I would expect them not to explain as many things like that yeah. and like to have made more than just the one joke about Invisible Girl being naked. Like they made the joke once and then they left it. They never touched it again that she's mm-hmm. always running around with just gloves on. So it's like, oh, OK, this is <laughs> this is just what she has to do. Like and I think it was worse in the early seasons and like slowly got better as well. Yeah, if I remember correctly, hmm. which uh, Fire Force needs to take a page out of that book. But especially now that it's like winter time in season five, and she was like, "Aren't you cold?" It's like I am freezing. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Why? Why? Where? Oh my god! What was the girl's name from Incredibles? Elastigirl. Edna? Oh, Edna. Yeah. Yeah. Edna Edna mode. Mode. They, they, yeah. They yeah. need to make Elastic or um, Violet suit for Hagakure. Honestly, <laughs> for her. We need to bring back one of my favorite side characters. The engineer girl is so much fun. She's yes. so bubbly. Like, have yeah. her design her a thermal see-through outfit. Like, just Dude, give us Uraka's a whole so kit jealous of her all the time. It's like that's what I was laughing when you brought up Uraka because one of the things was Deku was talking about all the stuff that she made for him, mm-hmm. and she thought about that and got jealous. Just punches her in the face. She's like, bad thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> Why am I feeling this way? And like some people saw it, they're like, Huraka, what are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. I love her so much. She's so perfect. Yeah, she is. She's great. I feel like it's a testament to the show because I came on like, okay, we're going to riff for like 20 minutes, talk about the things we like, and like that'll be that. And that's why I didn't prep everyone's names. And now yeah. it's 45 minutes into our recording. So much time. Yeah. 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 It's and it's like amazing. I, I, yeah, at some point, I feel like we should kind of like we don't have to go crazy with speculation or predictions, but I do think we should talk about, you know, expectations for season six. But I'm still like there's so many things that like I want to bring up, but I just don't know how to like transition naturally. Like Ida, Tinya Ida with his arm movements. Like I love that recurring joke, how he's so <laughs> stiff and just like everyone when he starts was to know. performing at the, at the <laughs> festival. Yes. <laughs> Um, and then like just like thinking about Uraraka and like her hero studies and whatnot, like working with Selkie, like Selkie's this like gruff, serious, badass dude, but he's like, I'm so cute. Come <laughs> <laughs> to the jail again. Uh, uh, yeah. 
gunhead martial arts. But I, you know, we talked about how so many, like we get so much time with so many of the great characters, but um, there are like some characters that are really like relegated to like background roles, which is with that number of characters, it's not a bad thing, but I do find myself like, I love them all so much that I want to learn more about them. Like, um, I'm not going to remember the Hag- Hagagure, is the invisible girl. Hagakure? Hagakure. Um, I'd like to learn more about her. Um, yeah. I think his name is, uh, I'm not going to, re- I, I don't remember his name, but the, the guy that basically he's like Spider-Man with tape dispensing. Yeah. I'd like for him to get like a little bit of an arc sometime. Mm-hmm. Um, you got he like had sugar. a little bit during the the um, the provisional license, like when. Oh, okay. You know, like working with Deku, like you got to see him work with everybody and talk more and kind of show like his value and use and everything. Okay. But I I agree we haven't had like too much like background on him yet. Yeah, yeah like Sugar Rush and Anima. Yeah. The guy with even... the wings. He is like my the favorite one. Yeah, the one with all the arms. I want to learn more about him. He's oh, my yeah, yeah. top background Doki. guy. Yeah, he's cool. He is cool. He's got a cool power. And then even on the villain side, like um, Spinner, he's just like a lizard yeah. that's good with weapons, but I don't <laughs> think we know anything else about him. <laughs> he's, he's cool. He, you can't like tell me he's not a Ninja boy. Turtle. <laughs> he, he is a Ninja Turtle. They took Splinter and just put his name onto a Ninja Turtle. That's all that it is. <laughs> he's Spinner. Ooh. <laughs> The L is a sword. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so much good. I mean, you mentioned that and it reminded me of Stain. Oh, it's just yeah. fascinating, like, how much, how much is, like, ramifications to every action that happened. Like, Stain's whole thing influenced people to join the League of Villains. And because of that, you go into dorm rooms. And then because of All Might, you have, like, criminal organizations rising up so how do you counter that how do you prepare for that it's stuff they've already thought about and knew that was going to come up eventually like it the the domino effect of everything that's happened since season one Mm. incredible writing i can't say it enough yeah. yeah, like so many shows feel like it's just like, okay, we have to get to the next villain arc. Uh, they're here now. Whereas there's so much of that just like, again, like you said, foreshadowing of, you know, the hand being his dad's hand. Like, yeah. why did they think of that to then come up all this time later? So yeah, it's, it's too good. And the like duplicate man that we just found out about from the villain side. I loved that they had that oh. in their back pocket for so long. Yeah, yeah twice. Yeah twice yeah. that was yeah. so cool yeah that was really he cool sp- he split himself so many times that no one could remember which was the real one and the personality started to merge like right oh yeah the original mr meeseeks <laughs> i well just want to die well done well done <laughs> oh man this show's so good have you guys watched any of the movies well, we covered World Heroes Mission on this show once upon a time, so I did see that one in theaters, but that's actually the only one I've seen. Yeah, because I've been watching everything on Crunchyroll. I don't believe Crunchyroll has any of the movies, so I have been uh, nil for that. Yeah, how's that 10 bucks a month going for you now? It's going <laughs> oh. fantastic. <laughs> um, I feel like each one of those... I don't want to say worse... Each one of those movies wasn't as good as the last. The first mm. one was just 
so well done. And it was interesting because they made that movie in a way where it's like, it's not canon, but it could be. And when they were prepping for the provisional licenses, I think it was, they dropped at the end of the episode where it's like, hey, Midori, I know we're doing stuff, but like, I'm going to go meet my old sidekick. Do you want to come with me? Right. And that was like something that wasn't in the manga that they jumped, that they, they plugged that in to promote the movie. Mm. Is that and, why? Oh, yeah. <laughs> this whole yeah. time I've been like, why didn't we find that out? What's that? Yeah, that, that led into the movie because stuff happens in the second and third movie that like totally makes it uncanon where it's like, yeah, no, that doesn't fit in at all. But the first yeah. movie fits in so nicely. And fun fact, it is the only time that you ever see Midoriya and All Might fight together. Oh, wow. That The only time tracks. ever is in that movie. Huh. But it was, it was really well done. Like They go to this island for the science expo, and then, of course, villains take over, and the way that they had to deal with everything, and the action, and the story, and they found a way to tie it with everything that was going on. H- highly recommend you guys watch that, and let me know what you think. It's if you need something to do this weekend. Sounds good. Sounds good. So good. It makes me think that um, I had watched World Heroes Mission before I watched season five. So like while I was watching season five, I saw the little breadcrumbs here and there that fed into that movie that like without that context, I would have been like, where did that thread go? It's interesting you say that because I think it happened with the second movie, too, that it came out before its respective season was done. So it was showing things that hadn't been shown in the anime yet. Hmm. So like Endeavor and Dobby face off at the beginning of one of them. I think it was the second one. And nobody known that they had met before and fought before, which was like the end of season four. Mm, And then there was another one where he had the, the Air Force gauntlets and was just going in like shooting them. And we're just like, where the hell did that come from? Right. And then you see it like happen because those movies came out while the anime was still rolling. So it's like the manga mm. fans got it, but the anime ones were like, what? So right. they were like Peculiar. minor spoilers, but it was, it was still enough to make people go, what is going on here? Hmm. Hmm. So yeah, you weren't at a loss. Everybody was. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, it's good to know what black whip is now for sure. Yeah, because <laughs> he was just wait. That happened that in the up. movies first. Yeah, he was just like swinging around with Black Whip, and I'm just like, what's <laughs> what? What is this? <laughs> that was such a great arc to find out about that. I could only yeah. imagine like knowing that it's that's so bizarre. I can't yeah. wait to find out about more of the was it the vet vestiges? Yeah, I think oh, vestiges his, uh, is the word they yeah, use. Yeah, yeah, his predecessors with um the stacking power. Yeah, yeah, that's gonna be interesting because we only have so anymore <laughs> and how is he going to explain that to everybody it's like I don't know what's going on with my quirk I was quirkless for 14 years and now I have super strength and the shooting ability and whips and <laughs> yeah yeah that's um, that seems like a good transition I think uh, like thinking about season 6 it's probably more than likely that we'll learn at least about one more of the vestiges and probably get a new power um, it seems like Based on like the the final like couple of seconds of season five, as I recall, I got the feeling that like this could be the first season where we don't spend any time at the high school at all. Like it's mm-hmm. just full on students having to step up to be heroes. To make the Harry Potter comparison again, it might be like the 
the order of the Phoenix um, for you Potterheads out there where they, they go, they step away from Hogwarts and into the wizarding war. But um, the, what you brought up about uh, Midoriya's past and like going until 14 without a power also makes me think of the, like his father, like we don't know anything about his father. We know his father's still alive, I think based on something his mom said. But other than that, there's been like no inclination as to who his father is or what his story yeah. is. I can't so. remember. I think it's, I might be, might be getting it confused with an early episode of Pokemon, but it's something along the lines of like, he's talking to his mom and his mom says, Oh, your father will be so proud to hear about this. And like, that's mm. all we get. It yeah. was in the first episode when, when they were in the hospital and the doctor was asking, like, what are y'all's quirks like? And oh, she was right. like, I can make small things float and his dad can do this. I can't remember what it was. Mm. And that was like the only indication you got. Right. Okay. So, so it wasn't I, like his father could do this. It's like his father can do this. And Yeah. Yeah. There's no indication we're going to get any clarity on that anytime soon. But it's something that could happen and uh, I guess wouldn't necessarily surprise me. We'll see. His dad is one of Twice's clones. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it definitely can you doesn't... Imagine, can you imagine being like, I'm your father? No, I'm not! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it at least doesn't feel like they're going to shoehorn in like a dad is one of the villains we already know. Like he mm. could be introduced later, but they've done a good enough job of setting up the rest of these villains that it's not going to be like all for ones, his dad, like right. that, that's not going to happen. Obi-Wan never told you the truth about your father. Did he? <laughs> We're all your father. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, I, I, for one, not all for one, I, for one, believe that this has been a really fun conversation, but it feels like it's winding down. So um, I'll open up the floor. If we have any final thoughts, anything you just have to get out there about My Hero Academia. Um, otherwise, we can transition to uh, what else we have going on. It's so good. <laughs> Case I didn't say that yet. <laughs> yeah, definitely. If you guys want to share your excitement too, please send us a voice memo. Send us a message. If you're watching every week and want to get excited with us, we would love it. We just ask that you avoid uh, manga spoilers. Definitely don't want to uh, ruin our experience with it. So please be mindful of that. And any other anime you guys are watching or keeping up with on a weekly basis, let us know. Cause this podcast exists because we are nerds that love to talk about it. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's, it's amazing. I love it. Uh, we didn't even really get into season six speculation, but like there's so many threads that I want to pull on, but I don't even know where they're going to lead. So I'm just excited. Like there's no yeah. other word for it besides when are these things going to pay off and how, and then what are the things they introduce? So like, it's just, uh, it's amazing. It's the best. It, uh, I did. Uh, I'm so excited. I, I, you could probably hear it in the jab dibs in my voice that I don't usually do. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that. <laughs> I'm calling right now. First episode is going to be a full recap episode. I totally recap, forgot that season five started with the journalist who was like in the dorms for a day and had the cameras all over his body. They're going to find oh. some way to just have like a whole recap episode. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, I feel like there's so much that they 
they either have to do a recap or there is zero recap and it's all flashbacks throughout the season to remind us. Like, it's one extreme or the next. They either have to explain it all or don't explain anything. Ooh. I, I, that kind of spurred a thought into me. My prediction is going to be it's just going to be a straight up flashback to the, the meta liberation war. Seeing has like this is kind of like the continuation of that in a lot of ways with like, you know, Redestro and his his father having fought the first war, even though Redestro has been relegated to a lieutenant role, as I recall. Yeah, I think it's just the crazy part that like we don't know what the bad guy's plan is. It's just time, day, location. Everyone is going to be here. So now it's just finding out what that is. So I don't mm-hmm. even know how they approach that situation. Yeah, very true. Could go anywhere, but we know it's going to be of a certain level of quality because if you if you haven't gathered yet, we all are over the moon about this show. It is uh, be, it is beyond plus ultra. It is <laughs> it is wonderful. I was so. I was like it was on my tongue. I was like, say it or I'll throw it in there. <laughs> <laughs> had to had to, young Midoriya. <laughs> I had to I had to do an all might impression Young as well. Victoria. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh well like yeah. Um I agree with what Zuhair brought up. Uh if you have any feedback for us, please send it to animation deliberation podcast at gmail.com. Um you can send us uh your thoughts about this anime or other animes that are happening. As I mentioned, Cyberpunk Edge Runners is out there. Let me know what you're thinking about that. And uh wherever you are listening to us, if you could be so kind to share the show and leave us a review. Let us know if you are enjoying what we're doing. That would be very helpful. And uh, I guess that's going to do it for us this week. My name is Jay Scotty St. Clair, and thank you for tuning in. That's T-O-O-N-I-N. B plus ultra and stay whelmed. And go beyond muscle muscle. Thank you for listening to the Animation Deliberation Podcast, a proud member of the Stranded Panda Network. If you would like to contact us, you can email animationdeliberationpodcast at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter at animationdelib1. For this and other great shows, you can visit strandapanda.com or join the great community that is the Stranded Panda Chat Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash svchat. Tune in next time, and remember, stay whelmed. Can't get your day started or keep it going without coffee? Well, buzz through Smoothie King and discover how we do coffee better than the rest. Delicious coffee smoothies made with your choice of new robust espresso or mellow cold brew. Plus the added boost of real nutrition and no artificial flavors. Any time of day makes Smoothie King your king of coffee. And enjoy any 20-ounce coffee smoothie for just $5 before 11 a.m. Valid at participating locations. See website for terms and conditions. With Kroger Free Pickup, the savings are always with you. So you get the same great deals as in-store right in the app. Add your family's favorites to your cart while at the zoo, the science fair, or wherever. No matter where you order Kroger Pickup from, you can stay on budget while easily stocking up on everything you need. So start your cart and save from wherever today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. $35 order minimum. Restrictions may apply. Subject to availability. You see where your business can go. To get there, you may need another 10 trucks. At Century Insurance, 
We put more than 115 years of industry experience to work to help protect you as you launch a new delivery service or expand into a new region and reach your business goals. Century, right by you. Property and casualty coverages are underwritten and safety services are provided by a member of the Century Insurance Group, Stevens Point, Wisconsin. For a complete listing of companies, visit Century.com. Policies, coverages, benefits, and discounts are not available in all states. See policy for complete coverage details. Do you think all premium fuels are the same? Well, your engine doesn't. Shell V-Power Nitro Plus helps keep your engine running like new because it's engineered to defend against four main engine threats. Gunk, wear, corrosion, and friction. So next time, choose Shell's most advanced fuel ever. It's fuel for thought. In engines that continuously use Shell V-Power Nitro Plus Premium Gasoline. 